0: Life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. This week's episode, meet Denine Weaver, who has spent her whole life as a child of God, only to be physically and emotionally bruised, leaving her questioning the love of her God. Wading through church hurts and life traumas, she fights to quiet the chatter. We call this episode, Guarded But Moving, Withholding Nothing. Podcast for the soul. This week, I have another good friend. You know, I'm always calling on my friends. I drag them out of the woodworks and say, Here, I need to hear your story. (laughs) And this one is no different. So, this is my friend, my new friend, because I'm going to get to know her probably a little bit better today than I already know her. So, uh, we'll be learning together. So, Deneen, introduce yourself a little bit to my audience and then we'll jump right in.
1: Okay. Well, hello. My name is Deneen. Uh, coming out of Phoenix, for the most part, in Reno now. Uh, 50 years old. <laughs> um own a cleaning service. A mother of a 10-year-old. Um, been around, uh, I guess 30 plus years. And, uh, I guess you can take it from there. What else do you want to know? You can let me know.
0: You are fabulously 50. Let me just say (laughs) (laughs) gotta give you your props. Gotta give the sister props, right? (laughs) So 30 years you said, uh, yes, since 1990. Wow. Wow. So then you probably have quite a journey. You can say that. (laughs) You can say that. So I want us to have a chance uh, to just really share about where God has taken you over these years, lessons that you've learned along the way, just anything um, that you feel somebody else could learn from. You know, I know we had an opportunity to pray beforehand, but the audience didn't hear that prayer. But just it's not about comparing our stories to one another, but it is about sharing the journey that God has placed us on. So anything that you feel comfortable with just sharing as far as what God has taken you through over the course of your 30 years?
1: Um, I definitely had some ups and some downs to say the least. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, going from my teen years now into midlife, (laughs) um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned um, growing up in God's kingdom is when you become God's child, it doesn't, excuse you from troubles in life i think was the biggest fastest lesson that i learned
0: absolutely i
1: think that i thought miraculously that once i was baptized there was not going to be any problems in life Mm. and i quickly learned that that was not true right Um, i think the lesson that i learned outside of that was that people are not perfect yeah and there will be hurts and that forgiveness has to come through that. Um, you know, I, I hear people say all the time that uh, the church is a hospital.
0: <laughs>
1: and that cannot be any more truer.
0: Right.
1: And I think that with that being said, you have to learn so much grace yeah. from that. Um, yeah. And you have to be graceful. And I think that I have to remember that every single day of my life Mm mm-hmm
0: well you know we've been on the line for what two minutes at that and you just dropped one two three nuggets that I had to write down (laughs) because I want us to we we got to go back and break them down because they are so true they are so juicy so just to kind of go back and then we'll continue on into your 30 years (laughs) Mm -hmm. when you said uh um you thought becoming a child of God would excuse us from trouble And Mm -hmm. I think that is so true for so many. What is it that you think makes us think that? I think because the world is full
1: of so many troubles. Um, And to be very blunt, for me, I grew up a child um, that experienced molestation. Mm -hmm. And outside of molestation, I also um, grew up... um, not grew up, but I experienced some um, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I didn't mean to grow into such uh, deep waters, but this is what I experienced. And I I, I studied the Bible for a really long time right. because of this, because I felt like because of that and not having a dad in my in my household,
0: right. it was
1: really hard for me to grasp a loving father. Meaning mm. God when I say that, and it was right. so hard for me to to grasp that concept of who is Dad, who who is this person that loves me unconditionally because right. I didn't have that experience. Right, and so when you have waters in your in your life. I had a really hard time trying to understand if this person loves me so much, why did he allow these painful activities to happen in my life? Yeah, and it was very hard for me to understand and to allow him into my life, if you will. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got to that point where I could open my heart to him and even open people and allow people into my life right, and say, okay, I remember the first time I prayed in front of people, mm. they were blown away that I finally would open myself up and pray in front of them. I remember Rhonda Fletcher, Kissed me on my forehead the first time I played in front of her, mm-hmm. and so when I finally got to that point where I allowed people in, and I finally got to the point where I was baptized, right. And then several months later, trouble started creeping back into my life. I was floored, like, but, 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 God, I thought my life was going to be perfect. I thought my my world was going to be trouble free because I said, "This mm. is Lord." Right. So. What here. Right. So I almost thought God has failed me because I said I'm going to live for him because I said I was going to be his disciple. Right. So I think that sometimes I don't know if it was a misunderstanding on my part or if I was misled through my studies or just at 17, 18 years old, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the maturity to understand.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: and so, you know, I just didn't know how to quite understand it all. Yeah. So when once I got to that point where now I'm in college and now I'm going through adult
0: (laughs) adult trauma,
1: you know, now you're dating. Now you're trying to get good grades. Now you're paying rent. Now you're having to shopping, get groceries. You're going through adult life well, what does this mean? Well, I thought that everything was going to be perfect. <laughs> right. right. And so it just kind of floored me. And so I just, I, I, I couldn't make any sense of it. Mm-hmm. So then I began to struggle mm-hmm. with my spirituality. So, um, I guess though that was one of the, one of the first struggles that I, I, I couldn't make sense of. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose direction and in, in, in where we were going in this conversation no, it's,
0: it's it's cool as is there is no direction that's the whole thing it is as thing comes out of your mouth and you know lands on me it, it's whatever we start to discuss and i love this because i think it's so very true of all of us but definitely of those of us who come from a lot of trouble and hardship you know you see god as the the safe place yes you know and it is he is but it the as the scripture says in this world there will be trouble you know so it's not like coming to God is escaping the trouble but when you're coming from such trauma you're desperate for that relief you know yes so I love the way that you're saying it it made you then start to question God
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think it was really difficult, too, because I had grown up in the church. You know, mm-hmm. since I was five years old, I was always like, I'm a Christian. Right. People steered away from me my entire life because I had always proclaimed my love for God. Right. And so boys stayed away from me. Girls stayed away from me because well, she's different. Mm-hmm. She doesn't curse. She doesn't get into trouble. People always were like, there's something strange about her. So I was always outlandish to my friends right and so I never quite fit in with anybody yeah so I think when I finally got to that point where you know it's funny because kind of rewinding a little bit I always kind of make this joke of I'm not gonna truly once I became a teenager I'm not gonna truly 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 give my life to God until I'm older you know kind of frumpy kind (laughs) of experienced and, you know, because people were so ostracized when they said, I'm going to become a Christian. Right. So I thought, I'm going to wait until I'm middle-aged, until I truly (laughs) devote myself to God. Right. So, you know, I think when I said, finally, at 17, 18 years old, this is what I'm going to do, it just was a weird place to be because my family didn't accept me for it, even though Hmm. We grew up in the church. My mom was a church mother, but because of where I had decided to go, my family was not accepting of where I was going. Hmm. Well, no, that's not church. They have good hearts, but that's not church. Right. So even though that's where they wanted me to be because of where I had chosen to be, Mm -hmm. I
0: still yet again was the outcast. So you have been ostracized, it sounds like, a great deal. My entire life. Your whole life, right? And that makes you very guarded, I would assume, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so when you said to get to a place in which you would let people in, that was huge. That was a gigantic step. I was also super guarded, probably not as much from the way it sounds that as you, but I understand that feeling of, I I trust you only as far as my arm will... (laughs) allow you to get close to me
1: that makes me emotional
0: why does that make you emotional what are you feeling
1: because it's very taxing to always be on guard
0: yes yes do you feel that you are equally as guarded today 30 years later as you were then absolutely absolutely um because you feel like
1: when you do sometimes let people in it's not always the best choice Mm -hmm. especially when you have that trauma
0: right tell me do you feel like there's growth or do you feel as far as your ability to trust god and other people because they kind of go hand in hand. And we'll talk about that as we continue talking about the imperfection of people. Do you feel like you have had growth in that area? Or do you feel like it's a one step forward, two steps back? One step forward, two steps Absolutely
1: back. Absolutely, one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress every single day. And mm-hmm. in, in everything that I do, in my friendships, in my business, in my parenting, in everything right
0: makes me breathe on your (laughs) behalf (laughs) i breathe deep because i know that it can be very isolating and that's like i said i i I understand it because i have been there to some degree as well and it can just be very taxing you know you literally feel like you're carrying a weight at all
1: yes yes for sure
0: and to my listening eyes she's only about that big so she really can't (laughs) can't afford to carry all this weight around (laughs) now you mentioned as you were dropping nuggets along the way in those two minutes people are not perfect and learning learning to um to forgive to let go to move on so um how has that been for you
1: i think that the one of the things that I've learned also is that forgiveness is for myself mm-hmm. um you know and and through um the hurts that I have been through, um holding on to that that uh bitterness wasn't doing me any favors, right And so for me to forgive was for me to live, you know, yeah. so As much as I had to let that go for those people, it's the same thing with church hurt. And I've had church hurt through many churches that I've gone through.
0: Right, right. So I I love how you just said that for you to forgive was for you to live.
1: Absolutely.
0: To let go of that. So it's choosing you, you know, and that might sound selfish at times to people go, you know what? I choose me. I choose to live. And because of that, I'm going to let go of this. Yes, yes. I'm choosing to let go. Not that it's, not that the pain is no longer there or that, you know, it's past, but I'm choosing to let it go. What has been I'm kind of jumping around here? You have a son, your son is 12?
1: No, he's 10. Why <laughs> do I like keep trying to make him 12? I say that he's every time. <laughs> he's very mature and he's a big boy, but he's only 10.
0: 10. I, every time I ask you, I say 12 because he's so mature okay so you got a 10 year old you know and um you're trying to raise him wonderfully and you're doing a beautiful job but at the same time protecting him i'm sure from all of your own hurts and pains and and all of that what do you see or do you see there any difference in how you're trying to raise him versus how you've really tried to raise yourself
1: um trying to break the patterns you know um going back to being born in 72 um being african-american uh you know we were not (laughs) allowed emotions we were not allowed to have the right to say mom i'm upset with you right um you know we we grew up in a very punitive household Mm -hmm. and my family does not agree with it, but I refuse to allow him th- the disadvantage of not being allowed to say, mom, I'm upset. Right. Uh, he's allowed to have every emotion there is, whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we do have a pact that if we're in the heat of the moment, that that's probably not the best time to express your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want to set him up for success.
0: <laughs> right. right. Um,
1: mommy takes timeouts, you know. It, it's not a good idea for me to to discipline him if I'm upset. Right. So I come in my room and I time out. But um, it's important that he has a safe place to be able to express his emotions. Good for you. And he's also in therapy as well, as am
0: I. Right. That's beautiful. And I've seen it in action. And, you know, I've seen him have his moments and go, mommy, wait a minute. That's not what, but that's not what, you know what I mean? You give him that freedom to express exactly what you're saying, his thoughts, his feelings, his emotions behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how are you, first of all, audience, I'm a new friend. I think I said that in the beginning. So thank you, Deneen, for letting me become one of your people. Just what little bit I can see Even before we started this conversation, I knew that people were arm's length. (laughs) (laughs) Without even knowing the reasons, I knew people were at arm's length. And for some reason, the grace of God, you opened your arms and allowed me to step into your circle. So thank you. And uh, I promise to be a great friend. I try to be the best friend I can possibly be. How has your... um, how has your walk with God been as of recent? I know 30 years ago, we, you had your battles back and forth. Um, how are you, what, what state would you say that you sit in now? What is God showing you, teaching you now? You know,
1: it's a work in progress. I am trying to break some old patterns. You know, I, I talked about church hurt and yeah, you know, some of some of the old patterns of you must have your quiet time first thing in the morning right. is, is when I'm trying to help myself understand that it's okay to have my quiet time first thing in the morning. That's not necessarily a bad thing if it's a good thing. Right. You know, if it works for me in the nighttime, that's fine. And if it works for me in the morning time, that's okay too. Right. And so for for a long time, it was don't do it in the morning because you were told to do it in the morning. <laughs> And so I'm trying to get myself back in the habit of that's okay, if it's okay. So, um, you know, it, it, between the counseling, between my son and I and some of the, you know, he's got health issues, as you know. Right. So we have a very busy schedule on top of me trying to run my company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, really just trying to find consistency is is a big struggle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you are, you're balancing, you're you're definitely doing a balancing act, but you're you're balancing. So what does, um, this popped into my head as you were were speaking, what does freedom mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Freedom, Mm -hmm.
1: freedom to me means joy without work. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. Absolute joy without work. It means joy without having to work for it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I asked that question because I'm so, because I had to fight to find my own, I'm desperately trying to help people find freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you were talking about the quiet times, do it in the morning, do uh, 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 you know, we have gotten so jacked up over the years you know, over people's opinions, really. That's all it is. And to be able to help people find freedom in their relationship with God is so much my desire and my joy, you know? And um, wow. So you've had your, 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 your bouts with churches, you know, you've, you've had the churches here, churches there. What do you think about churches in general? I
1: think that churches in general are from the devil. (laughs) (laughs) They are the devil's medicine. They Mm -hmm. truly are. Mm -hmm. I think that um, there is no one way to God. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that loving God is, is the answer right and i think that satan really is very busy at occupying people's minds yeah he's very 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 busy right and he's very destructive in destroying people's minds and he's crafty yeah
0: yeah
1: in multiple churches.
0: right right I ask that. Thank you for answering and answering earnestly and honestly, you know, I ask that because we can get so much on my church versus your church. And it, you know, it's all a mess, <laughs> honestly, it's Absolutely. all a mess. And unless we can get it really clear, we, when we get it twisted, then it's twisted. I don't care what the name of your church is or whatever the title might be when it's twisted, it's, it's twisted, you know? And I always say that Satan's greatest ploy is that he gets us to focus on the secondary rather than the primary you know and like you said he's messing with us he's got all this we got all this stuff that we're bickering and fighting over <laughs> you know and yes. satan is having a field day he absolutely is so if we can all honestly just get back to if not back then get to relationship then everything right. else honestly would melt away right right but we're so busy fighting all of these other, we're so full of distractions.
1: Absolutely. My church is is the right way, and your church is not doing this right. And this church over there, and this church over here, instead of coming together and trying to figure out how we can all get to heaven.
0: Right, right. Whew. What? Le- this is good stuff, girl. See, you were all nervous. See, listening on it, she was all nervous. <laughs> What uh, What do you think God's teaching you personally? What What's the lesson in, in Deneen's life right now? To quiet the
1: chatter. Honestly, to quiet the chatter. To, this has been my recurring theme mm. for years now. Be still. Mm-hmm. Be still. And don't move until I tell you to. Mm-hmm.
0: And how good you at that? I fight it. Mm-hmm.
1: I fight it until he backs me in a corner yeah every time every time he has to put me on my knees every time
0: yeah very familiar dance I think most people come out fighting that way until we mm-hmm. finally get so exhausted from the fight mm-hmm. we have to throw up the you know the white flag and go okay god I surrender, I surrender. <laughs> until we take a breather then we come out fighting again Right, right, exactly. (laughs) So quiet the chatter. I have a, there's a a chapter in my book called Quiet the White Noise of Religion. Mm. And for me personally, when I was in that state, like I said, we have so many similarities. I had to not just quiet the chatter around me, but specifically the chatter within my circle within mm. my church circle. I had to, um, I had to hear the voice of God again.
1: Yeah. And I needed
0: yeah. time. I needed clarity to, to remove and clarify what was God's voice versus what was people's voices.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: You know, and I, I, I don't know. It was just, a, it was a revelation for me personally, as I was digging in into writing the book, because I never thought in terms of chatter at church being a bad thing until i realized oh wait 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 my sheep know my voice mm-hmm. and then i had to stop and go whose voice i'm i'm not i'm not really sure god i'm hearing your voice or someone else's voice and that's a problem right you know so how is the quieting yourself being still what do you do you know, um, you have to get there
1: Honestly, I just need to listen. I for me I when I get overwhelmed, I do nothing. <laughs> and I build myself with with all the dumb stuff, you know. Mhm. The Netflix, the cleaning, you know, sitting around uh binge watching things. That's my
0: uh Your escape. that's my go-to.
1: Uh-huh. That's my escape exactly. Yeah. yeah. I hear the voice, I hear it, Mm -hmm. but am I listening to it Mm. Eh, for a few seconds? Yeah. And sometimes I surrender for a little bit, but I'm not really listening. It's like, son, go clean your room. Okay, mom, (laughs) son, go clean your room. Okay, mom, (laughs) son, go clean your room now. That's what I'm doing to God right now.
0: Right. Right. And when you get overwhelmed, you do nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm in autopilot. I'm in survival mode.
0: Right. Right.
1: Doesn't make sense. Absolutely not. It makes no sense. Logically.
0: Yeah. Well, at least the good thing is, you know, your pattern, you can identify it. And that means God can work it out. Well, you know what it made me think of, uh, Denise, it's, it's, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's when, oh goodness, I want to say it's Elisha. I could be wrong. One of the minor prophets. Um, When he goes to the people and he sits at the Kibar River, overwhelmed, the scripture says, and he just sits there amongst the people and says nothing. Someone who is a prophet of God can get so overwhelmed by life that life just shuts them down you know, and we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace and mercy, you know, accept the fact that we're all feeble, we're all weak. And, you know, if Elijah was overwhelmed, and he was this incredible man of God, then we should also know that there will be times when BJ and Denise going to be sitting overwhelmed. And all we can do in that moment is say, God, help me. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't have any words. I don't have any actions. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to sit here and just be for a moment. And God moved him through that. He will also move you through yours. You just got to be willing to give it to him.
1: That's good. That is good. <laughs>
0: it's going to drive me crazy that I, I'm sure I got the wrong person. I'm like, which one was it that sat at the Kibar River overwhelmed? Ah. It'll come to I'm me gonna... after we're done. <laughs> Not that it matters. My audience, you guys know, you forgive me. You know it's out there. I'll figure it out. Next week, I'll let you know who it was. Okay. <laughs> anyway, how are you with yourself? Are you really hard on yourself? What, how oh, you- most
1: definitely. Most definitely. I am my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I say, "Uh, I need to get quiet," yeah, it's my my thoughts. Mm-hmm. My mind never shuts off.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you ruminate over situations,
1: most problems?
0: Most definitely. Are you a problem solver, or are you just think? Um, I can be. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm a quicker. Problem solver for BJ than myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier to solve somebody else's problem, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. Wow. Well, we know from today exactly what to be praying for. This has been good. And pray it. Pray I can do. So, meanwhile, you got this woman in your life now who just keeps kind of nudging you along the way. Get up and sing. Get on my podcast and talk all of your great fears. <laughs> You know, the thing about
1: God is He, he kind of forewarns me, and about two years ago, He told me this was coming. Really? Truthfully. Yes. Okay. I knew I was going
0: to be singing again. Okay. It was Ezekiel. Uh, what's that? It was Ezekiel who said at the Kibar River, I'm going, it's going to drive me crazy. Okay. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. So He told you you were going to be singing. Yeah. Um, you know, he always
1: deals with me through dreams. So um, yeah, I started dreaming that I was back on stage. Mm-hmm. So when people start approaching me with things, I just say, okay, even though I'm terrified.
0: Right, all right. Well, God is saying it's time to face some fear. So here we go. I'm on the ride with you. <sighs> Breathe, we made it through. And we only we only <laughs> talked about a, a little bit. You yeah. got to come back. <laughs> I can do that. It was just a little little tiny bit of stuff. So how was that for you? Easy, right? Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> well, this is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm super proud of you. I thank know, you. I know that it was a challenge, but when I I asked you, kind of wrestled a little bit, but just a little bit. And then you said, I'll do it. Well, I didn't sleep much last night, but yes, <laughs> I got. <to> do it. <laughs> well, prayerfully then tonight, you will be able to sleep beautifully. I will sleep like a baby tonight. There you go. It's all done. We made it through. And the beautiful thing is, Denise, somebody else listening to this story is going to be finding some light at the end of the tunnel. Amen. You're literally still in it. It's not about give me a perfect story in which somebody went through something and now they came out and bam, it's done. Those are really not the stories that really move people. It's the ones where you're still swimming in it. You're still trying to find your way. You're still trying to find, you know, your light at the end of the tunnel. So, I say that so that you can be encouraged to know that your lesson, your story is very powerful. And even though you're in the Mm. midst of it, it probably doesn't feel very good right now. God is using it.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: All right, girl. I'm going to let you go. Go hang out with your boy. Go do something fun. No, go get some sleep. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you mean go fold some
0: laundry <laughs> or, or do that if, if, if you must well that's going to wrap it up for this week everybody thank you so much for your time always I say thank you for joining me it has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week and we will be back next week for another incredible life story Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.